This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another episode of Trashy Divorces. Another episode of Trashy Divorces. This one is a special one. This one's very modern. Very modern. Double fantasy. The first time a Trashy Divorces episode has been named with an album title, not Mm -hmm. a song. But I found it very appropriate for the double fantasy wives that Brad Pitt has had. Uh, Double fantasy is a double album released (laughs) mid-November 1980 by John Lennon. The Yoko Ono songs on there, you may have your other feelings about, but John Lennon just did some amazing work last album that he released before he was killed about three weeks later. It was cute how you laughed at me when I asked why you wanted to name the episode a porn title. (laughs) John Lennon, you are such an alien. All right, so we're going to talk about the episode in a second. It was good. Podcast tears within 60 seconds. I Well, you. Well, my, in rage towards the. Yeah, my I was just confused. So right. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll talk about it. So we want to give a big shout out in our magic mirror yep. to our new Patreon people this week. Stacy, start us out. Sure. We've got Clary. We've got Christina. We have Nicole and we have Christy. Thank you so much. We also have in the magic mirror, Jessica, Amy, War Eagle, and Queen's Podcast. So mm-hmm. big shout out to Katie, my other tutor uh-huh. team sister over there. Love what you guys are doing. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. Y'all, this week, crazy pants over on Patreon. If you are a $10 a month patron, you got over three hours of bonus extra content this week. So much good stuff. What did we do? Trashy tidbits. I covered Princess Margaret being the most royal, annoying AF mm. Mm-hmm. And all about the island of Mustique. And sure. you... I did the oh, uh, so 1971 good. Baker Street robbery in London, which then tied... I dun, mean, that dun, was dun, that dun, was a dun. rabbit hole that led me down, like, British political scandals. And so just, good. wow, like, the corruption at the heart of all of our political systems is painful to look at. It That was a good story. Thanks. Uh, fun with Dunn this week. I covered Dominic Dunn, his novel, A Season in Purgatory. Warrior the for Justice. Warrior P... Warrior for Justice and the murder of Martha Moxley. Good you story. learned a lot in that one. Mm-hmm. And our, I did my bonus divorce this month about Amy Robsart and Robert Dudley, the original staircase murder in the 1560s. Warrior that was fun. for Justice of 500-year-old murders. No, William Cecil. I have a lot of feelings. Anyway, I want to give a big shout out before we talk about the app to Holy Canine Candle. Yes. Who we got the most amazing prayer candles in the world from. did. Yes. uh, The Trashy Divorces candle was a bonus and it was lovely. My Dominic Dunn is stellar and Mm -hmm. it's sitting on my desk where I do Mm -hmm. all of my writing amazingness. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Holy Canine Candle. Yes. You're awesome. Holycanine.com. Holy K. I was going to say, let's shout out the link and we'll add it into show notes too. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. This week, double fantasy. Are you team Jen or are you team Angelina? Because it was a burning question in the 2000s. I'm so glad you asked, Stacey. I'm team Jen. I'm team Jen 100% (laughs) always and forever. 
And I don't know how I can give negative teamwork to Angelina, but I managed to mostly contain the ire and feelings that I had about her and you. So, yeah, uh, I mean, as noted, I'm a space alien. I think that's a recurring yeah. theme here. And obviously I knew, that, I mean, I saw Mr. and Mrs. Smith when it came out. Great movie. Really enjoyed it. Still enjoy it to this day. I never really had any opinion about the Team Gen Team Angelina thing. Just wasn't a thing. I've enjoyed all of their work on screen and film. And now you do. <laughs> now dear I, listener. Now I do. Yeah. It turns out if you if you if you move that rock over, there's all sorts of worms and serpents and stuff underneath. That... My secret plan to introduce you to our ways and customs yeah. is coming true. Yeah. So yeah, this week we covered the trashy divorces of Brad and Jen. And Brangelina, the split heard around the world. The second coming of Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher and Elizabeth Taylor, although I don't find Angelina to be anywhere near as sympathetic of a character as Elizabeth Taylor. I'm right there with you, yeah. and I guess we'll see what she does with the rest of her life. Maybe she will redeem herself Can't over, even wait to read that over the next kids. decades and her Avengers team <laughs> saving the world. Y'all, thanks everybody for tuning in. We hope you enjoy it. Stacy, you ready to do this? Ready to go. Go, go, go. All right, Alicia. So you are Team Jen for the ages. Team Jen, now and forever. Team Jen. Tell me about this, because I, as you know, I'm a space alien, so I, I know... I know little. You know who Jennifer Aniston is. I like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, everybody does. I, d- I do. Just I liked her on gem. Friends. She was great in Dumplin'. I mean. Ah, Dumplin'. Yeah. So good. Yeah. She's a talented little wonder ball of awesome. <sighs> she, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't dispute that. Uh, she was in a movie called Waitress back in the day, right? She that had a lot of experience great. as a waitress as she was auditioning for gigs. We're going to talk about it. Cool. I, so I hope good. so. Yeah. Tell me tell me this full story because I've got half of it and I was surprised. Oh, I got, um, the, I got, the, I got the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, my story is called I'm the Queen of the Castle. Hmm. I am dedicating, I'm going to cry, this story <laughs> to every first ex-wife anywhere who doesn't need that fucking man at all, who are killing it all on their own. LD, this one's for you. You rock. Okay. Team Jet, now and forever. All right. I couldn't make this. I can't even believe I cried in the I first 60 seconds. I cannot even this believe is, either. Okay. It's going to be lit. Okay. <laughs> really does not warrant. In, anyway, go ahead. There's, no, I'm have, pretty sure there's no tears in mine. It's, it's just not that story. Go ahead. Just such a amazing respect for women who do get a divorce and embrace their own soul power and kill it in the world. And that to me is what this story is. I could probably make this story really short this week and just leave it here by saying Team Jen, now and forever, forever and always, Team Jen. So we'll have like a five-minute episode this week? If you were tuning in today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to clean my glasses now. There are fucking tears all over them. All right. If you're tuning in today to hear anything else but Jennifer Aniston is a badass woman making it on her own terms and playing in the universe in the best of ways, this is not the story for you. If you do want to hear about Jennifer Aniston being a real-life goddess, proceed. Yeah, don't, All right. don't hit the stop button. 
Jennifer was born in sunny California. She's a Sherman Oaks baby, born February 11th, 1969. She's an Aquarius. To parents who are both actors, John Aniston and Nancy Dow. Her father is super Greek, and Jennifer is raised really feeling this Greek culture. To even when she was baptized, the day she was baptized, baby Jennifer pukes on the way home because she's a baby. And her yaya is cleaning it up and saving it because it has holy water. No. Yep. No. That's, okay. It's that kind of Greek okay. home. Telly Savalas is also her godfather. Fucking Kojak sure. is Jen Aniston's godfather. Her dad, John, has pretty much been continuously on TV since the 1960s. Okay. He is the one of the longest working actors in the soap opera biz. Okay. I was going to ask... Yeah, yeah, like is he a character? Like, because I don't know the name. Okay, so he is. so he, largely soaps. You'd and... know his face though. His face okay. is just ubiquitous. He's okay. been playing Victor on Days of Our Lives Wait, for about thirty years. That guy, not dark mustache, not Victor on Young and the Restless. Okay, Victor on Days and of Our Lives. Damn it! All right. Sorry, so close. I'm gonna Google on my Look phone. Look at you, if that's alien okay. girl who doesn't know shit about anything, pulling Victor out of your wine, our ass. I'm so proud of you right now. Okay, Victor on Days of Our Lives. But you know, yeah, Victor on Days of Our Lives. Wow, yeah, okay. I, yeah, you I, know that guy. I know that guy. Okay. But so, not Victor on Young and the Restless. But not Victor from Young and the Restless, which we know from <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Who was Robin Trabowski's dad. Uh, yes. Everything is connected. Okay. All right. When Jennifer is five, the family actually goes to Greece and lives for a year, really kind of expanding this view that Jennifer has. Like, really, I'll travel with kids. It is a big fucking world out there. Make sure everybody sees it. So we're assuming that Jennifer Aniston is a fan of olives and feta cheese because I am too. And I already feel more connected to her. Dude, she's going to be your best friend. Good olive oil. Done. The family, after a year, moves back to New York City, Upper West Side. And when Jen is six, her dad gets a role on another soap opera. And dad, like, consistently is working on the soap opera Throughout his career, and her mom, Nancy, is putting her acting dreams kind of on the back burner to take care of Jen. And sadly, after 12 years of marriage, John calls it quits, moves out of the family home, and into a hot romance with his new girlfriend. Hmm. And Nancy's like, yeah, I guess we're done. And Foreshadowing. Yeah, Jen's nine when Mm. this happens so it's super traumatic for her she says it shakes her faith in everything oh how could how could it not yeah like there's it the sense of impermanence but it also does start to build up this survival skill she has of making people laugh she says the best thing to come out of that horrible thing was her sense of humor jen chooses to live with her mom after the breakup and is kind of estranged from her dad they're not i'm you have a new girlfriend and you love right. her mom. Right. And yeah. He moves back to California. Jen and mom stay in New York. Well, City. that makes alternate weekends a, not a Little, big problem right. for them. Okay. As a kid, she is super inspired by the bionic woman. Huzzah. And sings the fuck out of some Barry Manilow, which I dig because I'm a fanalo too and I'm not ashamed. Fanalo. All right. Jennifer is really building this dream that she wants to be an actor. And her dad is firmly against this. Oh, like, really? you want to make money, be a doctor, be a lawyer. Don't be an actor. Your heart will be broken over and over and over. Like, yes. It's just a painful, don't do it. Yes. So when Jen's about 14, she's on a visit out to California and she's on the set of Search for Tomorrow that her dad's starring on. 
And dad goes backstage to find Jen chatting up his agent backstage. Like, sure you don't want to represent me? Oh, my God. She is determined to make it to Broadway. That is so precocious and cute. Yeah. She's a Mm -hmm. just... It would be inappropriate I got to pinch a dream. the cheeks of mm-hmm. any woman, anytime ever. Sure. But, oh my God, just yep. love her. Okay. So she's determined to make it to Broadway. She wants it bad. In 1984, when Jen is 15, she is accepted into the LaGuardia High School for Performing Arts. Fame! Fame! Uh, Leroy Johnson, Bruno Martelli forever. It's that school. Mm-hmm. She goes to school with Chaz Bono. She meets her BFF, Andrea, there. Like, this whole crew of people sure. that she meets is her soul group from this point sure. on. Like, she had an interview this year. She's like, I've known the same people for 35 years. Like, my friends are my friends are my friends. Yeah, no, in, in other creative fields, I think a lot of people have to go through, like, master's programs to get that, like, mm-hmm. core of people, of professional networking yep. stuff. But, nope. but no, in New York City, theater if kids, you've got, man. if you're a theater kid... You go to LaGuardia, and it's lifelong. It's yeah. really incredible. They like make the you work. The list of alums from that school is mm-hmm. mind blowing. Yeah, and you're gonna pay in sweat. Okay, Jen is kind of alternative. So this is mid '80s. She's got weird asymmetrical haircuts and dark lipstick and dark eyes. Like I get it, kids. It was a thing then. Sure. And school really is her home away from home. And acting does teach her that she's kind of funny. One of her acting teachers is like, you're kind of funny. And she gets mad. She's like, I am not funny. I am a serious actress. And he's like, nah, you're pretty funny and you should pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Jen graduates high school. Comedic timing is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. It is constantly downplayed by people who think they're supposed to be serious whatevers. And like, if you can nail comedy... You know, comedy's way harder. Yeah. So she graduates high school, gets an agent immediately, and she's going on auditions and waiting tables at this little place called Jackson Hole in New York City, which apparently has super famous burgers. Jennifer's a terrific waitress. She's going to play a lot of them in future roles. And maybe this experience helps her land her first commercial for Bob's Big Boy. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, it was a comparison of two waitresses, and she was the not the Bob's Big Boy waitress. She was the one you didn't want to choose, which oh, is funny. Okay, But she's paying her bills and finding some kind of gigs and still working like she's doing what actors breaking into the biz do. Yeah. And Jackson Hole, like she really does have a fondness for this place, continues to just be great to her. When she gets a gig, they're like, no problem. Let us know when it's off and we'll get you back on the schedule. Like she continues to go back to this family of. Yeah. Anyway, they let her go when she needs to do something. And they always let her come back. Like apparently she's a really good waitress. And this is something very indicative to me. Like if you can do that job, great. You can do anything. <laughs> they can't teach you acting. It's there in your soul. And every waitress right now in the world right now is with me. Because you got to learn to act if you're a waitress. In January of 1989, mm-hmm. Jen gets a role in an off-Broadway production, also starring Tony Shalhoub. Really? Who I love. Sure. Yeah. Monk. Monk. Mm-hmm. It doesn't run very long, and the critics are pretty harsh on her. And after this, at the age of 20, she decides to pack it on up in New York City and go out to Hollywood. Hollywood. 
I wonder if she maybe was not. New York's scene is, is sort of, I feel like it is edgier than like in LA. It can, you can be a little, f- I, again, I don't well, remember like the lighter. initial dream was I want to be on Broadway. Oh, and uh-huh. then it turned to, I want to be a television star. Yeah. It's going to turn into, I want to be a movie star. Right. But okay. So she's out in Hollywood. She's staying with dad. And by all accounts, number one, looking to repair that relationship which I don't think comes easy, but they do. They become very close again. He's sure. a regular on Days of Our Lives. Now I'm just imagining Robin Scherbatsky and her dad. Nope. Different. Totally different. But dad gives her a supportive place and is like, hey, you're still choosing the hard way, but, you know, go for it. Only occasionally drops her onto the tundra from a helicopter. Right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but in L.A., she's auditioning, she's waitressing, and she's getting some small things. And Hollywood... Tells her to lose some weight. Mm. She calls herself like, I'm a little bit round. I liked mayonnaise and white bread sandwiches. But she goes to a nutritionist to shed like a few extra pounds, which is a whole nother podcast about a whole nother subject. You're not even kidding. There is a part that's great. I saw an interview clip where she and her dad around this time are cooking just something. Cooking a meal. Calorie-ific and amazing. And Jennifer says, hey, y'all, God even rested on the seventh day. If you're dieting, give yourself a seventh day, yeah. which I'll take that advice and offer it on the pod because I think that is better advice than how we judge women based on how many pounds they're holding in our world. Okay. So in 1990, <laughs> Jennifer runs into who's going to be a new friend, Matthew Perry. Okay. They're auditioning for the same show, Camp Cuckoo Munga. Hmm. Which she gets, but he does not. Never heard of it, though, so I'm guessing, you know. Yeah, it's a bust. Uh, Jen then lands a role in the TV spinoff of Ferris Bueller. I don't even know if that went so quickly, because it's a bust. It's pulled after 13 episodes. Sure. She's working, but no show. She's getting all kinds of fucking pilots. But no show she ever works on makes it past sure. the pilot run. like. Which Either I think is pretty normal, right? Like you're an up and coming actor with yeah. nothing. So they put you in pilots and it's... It, but none are ever picked up or renewed. Yeah. None ever catch on. And then she's working on this one that everybody knows is going to tank, but they're still contractually obligated to work on it. Right. For the, you know, run of the show. And she gets another script for a little show called Friends Like These. Hmm. And for two weeks, she's going to be working on that going to be a bust show and filming the pilot for this Friends Like These show. Sure. Oh, and there's her friend Matthew Perry. Oh, hey. Hey, buddy. I love that. Uh, she says this one so feels it's different. Like a little two person, little, little two No, person there's some tra- other people. Really? More, yeah, yeah, yeah. more, okay, okay. Some more people. Courtney Cox. Other, yeah. Other, okay. Uh, Ross Schwimmer. No, David, David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Uh, don't. F- Phoebe. Phoebe. And Joey, uh, Lisa Kudrow. There you go. So it's an ensemble cast. An you're ensemble saying. cast. A bunch of twenty Matt something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've huh. heard of it. Huh. Friends good... like friends like these. Friends no. like these. It's, no. a, it's a good show. Uh, I hope they picked a good theme song because that's kind of a clunky title. <laughs> so Jennifer says this one feels different, and everyone had so much fun on the pilot. And James Burroughs, the director, gets the six of them on a private plane to Las Vegas. To have some fun and get to know each other. And this is just so great. He says, I took them to Vegas. We ate at Caesar's Palace in Spago. I had me and the six of them. And I said, I don't know why I said it, but I said, this is your last shot at anonymity. 
Once the show comes on air, you guys will never be able to go anywhere without being hounded. I knew this show had a chance to really take off. So I did that. And then I said, do you want to go gamble? And they all said, yeah. <laughs> and I said, go ahead. And all six of them didn't have any money. So because they're actors, they they're each wrote actors. me checks for 200 bucks and oh I cashed them. God. And that was it. They came back and premiered and they don't have a shot of anonymity anymore. Mm-mm. So as you would know it, uh, NBC Greenlights, the pilot and Friends becomes a thing. Sure. And the Friends decide early on that they are all in this together and they're going to negotiate together for salaries when it premieres in September of 1994, they're making about $20,000 an app. Terrific ratings. 15th. The show does better and better every year and really just hits this zeitgeist. Becomes part of the must-see lineup on Thursday nights oh, yeah. on NBC. No, no. It, I mean, it created the... Chandler Bing is such an iconic humor character with just verbal, the language of... Could you be more right? <laughs> This is, but this is like our cohort's whole worldview, whole like the style of interaction was all informed by friends. Unagi is what I think you mean. <laughs> okay, sorry. We just, this is so much fun. Okay. So the show does better and better, becomes part of the zeitgeist, and her hair is causing a national fucking riot. Not since the days of Farrah Fawcett or Dorothy Hamill has the world been this obsessed with a haircut. Jennifer, still to this day, she's like, this is ridiculous. It is a mystery that baffles her. Uh, it's hair. And if you're paying attention to that, what am I not doing right? Right. Like she's bugged by it. In 1995, she dates for a little while. My favorite boy crush, Adam Duritz. And it doesn't work out quite with them. So Adam begins to date Courtney Cox. Sure. He moves that on guy, that Courtney guy. Cox. Jen then dates actor Tate Donovan really seriously for about three years. Like, by all accounts, she is super single or in a relationship. Tate Donovan and Jennifer do exchange clotter rings, which is the traditional Irish ring representing love, loyalty, and friendship. These rings date back from Roman times. And, yeah. And the gesture of the class pans was pledging vows are typically used as engagement or wedding rings in medieval and renaissance europe the things we learn i would love a clottering i think they're beautiful oh. anyway just F- filing filing away filing in your brain away. okay in april of 1998 they split up it's kind of sad and i guess since this is the trashy divorce of jennifer aniston and brad pitt it is i actually have to talk about him now i know I mean, you don't like him as at least I, I just not that i don't like him jen's just way too good for him I think you're right. Okay. Continue. So I'll talk about him a little, at least as it concerns the goddess Jennifer Aniston. I know, Stacey, you're going to have some additional Brad I think, background I th- I, in your story. Yeah. Because you apparently care. I heard you saying that you really don't want to spend much time on him because he's kind of a dirtbag. And so I um, I think I may. I'm not, not going to go for dirtbag. I don't want to. I'm not going to diss the guy. Okay. He's just not the one for Jen. Singing Taylor Swift in my head. For my purposes here, Brad Pitt is a super famous actor and a Sagittarius, born December 18th, 1963. Okay. Two months. A little bit older than her then. A little bit. Five years. Okay. Six years. Two months after the breakup with Tate, Brad's agent and Jen's agent set them up on a dinner date. Like it's Hollywood, right? 
And they've known, they knew each other before this. They met in 1994 because their managers were friends. And Jen says, Pitt was just a sweet guy from Missouri, you know, a normal guy. Brad at this time is dating Gwyneth Paltrow, Mm -hmm. which they break up in 97. So years later, we've seen this agent set up game before. They have a great dinner, like the dinner to end all dinners (sighs) where, you know, like, sure. We've had that dinner. Um, and from this dinner on, the two cannot stay away from each other, and neither can the press and Hollywood mm-hmm. machine. They're yep. everywhere. Yep. And they're dating, and will he propose, and when he propose, and, well, they're babies, and, like, y'all, let's just let people live their lives. We here at Trashy Divorces just want to talk about it 20 years later. So let's talk about a Sag dude and an Aquarius lady. Okay. Aquarius acts in a way Sag thinks. It is quite an asset in their sex life. Their attraction is strong. Their sexual relationship will be fun. They both like to experiment and learn new things. Their communication will usually give them both so much satisfaction. Sexual connection can be satisfying. They will have trouble creating intimacy. Sag partner will bring just enough warmth, but the mutable quality of Sag will make it easy to turn their focus to something else. While an Aquarius partner will hold on to the same things. Still, they'll both understand the necessity of change and incorporate it in their sex life. Emotional bond and the intimacy between them could get weak and strong on and off. This is not a perfect mix. And I'm not sure how many times you've actually heard the word sex in that. But I think it's pretty fair. These two are great in bed. And that's great. By September of 1999... Brad and Jen make their first public appearance together. By November 99, they have announced their engagement at a Sting concert in New York City. (sighs) Okay. Which is good enough. Like, they got engaged at a Sting concert and then announced it? I'm not sure where they got engaged. Or they took to the stage at a Sting concert. And she had her big fat engagement ring. And there was no Twitter. There was no Insta. True. You went to a big venue and said, hey, we did hey, this. Hey, Sting, and can we get yeah. on stage for a minute and tell the world a And thing. I'm sure Sting and Trudy were totally delighted to support oh. that. Sure, guys. After three years of dating, our couple ties the knot July 19th, 2000, in a super private ceremony on a Malibu bluff. People are bust in metal detectors, confidentiality agreements, including about 200 guests 50,000 flowers, four bands, a gospel choir, and fireworks. And in the pre-drone era, so they didn't have to worry. I guess helicopters were. Helicopters were around, and they Mm -hmm. had a tent set up over their venue. Very smart. Mm -hmm. Okay. By all accounts, it was a wonderful day in the beginning of a wonderful marriage. Our newlyweds like to hang around their house a lot. Probably smoke a little, have some good convos, have some good sex. It's all good. One of these days, Jen is sunbathing topless in her own backyard, and is photographed, and yeah. these pics are published. Kind of remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. She sues the media outlet and does win in court a few years later. Like, give the people some privacy. And Jen is just dreamy over her new hubby. When asked about marriage, she says, it's just better. you got your bud with you forever. In another interview, like, what do you love about him? And she says, his eyes, his soul, his heart. What's funny to me is she never mentions his brain. But whatever. Also in the year 2000, he is chosen people's sexiest man alive. And he's dreamy over her and she's dreamy over him and all things are great. 
she's working, he's working. By season five of Friends, each member of the cast is making 100000 an episode. And by 2001, Jennifer on the show, Rachel gets pregnant and has a baby, Emma. Here's a little fun fact for you. The name Emma, when Friends premiered in 1994, was ranked the 74th most popular girl's name. Going back a little further, in the year that Jennifer Aniston is born, 1969, Emma is ranked the 426th most popular girl's name. Okay, so it's been getting more popular, but it's still sure. still down in the pack. Correct. It moves from the 400s over the course of 30 years mm-hmm. to 74, so that's cool. After Rachel has her mm-hmm. fictional child character, Emma, right. this name shoots into the top three slots and stays that way clean up through the next decade and a half. Just amazing. Yeah, again, I believe like fact. this show was seminal for mm-hmm. our cohort, which is now moving out of the baby-making phase. Gen X forever. All right. By the end of the series, the cast is making a million per ep, and Jen is doing some other acting gigs, too, so now she's a TV star and a movie star, and she's got some bankable films. Like, she's America's sweetheart, top tier, perfect marriage, perfect hub, blah, blah. Starts to break out in some movie roles. She's the one, picture perfect, office space, rock star, the good girl. All of these were amazing. I, she's very talented. She's super smart about what she takes. She wins an Emmy in 2002. She makes the... 2003 Forbes power list in June her buddy Matthew Perry says she will be working until she's 90 yeah I mean but Jen she's so smart in February of 2003 so she and Brad have been married two almost three years she's interviewed by W magazine is he the love of my life Eh, I think you're always sort of wondering are you the love of my life I mean I don't know I've never seen someone who says He's the love of my life. He's certainly a big love in my life. I know that we'll be something special in all this chaos and this nutty, brilliant, wonderful, hard business we have. It's nice to have somebody who, who's anchored and knows you, knows really all of you, which is good. Like, she still is very grounded. What is the love of your life? Like, I've seen her in subsequent interviews talking about people have multiple soulmates and That's going to bode well for you at the end of the story, Jenny. (laughs) All right. And she's not going to pass up the chance to work with Jim Carrey. She doesn't. Stars in Bruce Almighty. Makes $100 in its first week. Wow. Like, she's everywhere. Brad's everywhere. And they form a production company, Plan B Entertainment, to do some collaborative projects together, and life's great. Can Can I interrupt with my supposition about the name Plan B Entertainment? Sure. So, Brad Pitt dated Gwyneth Paltrow Mm -hmm. who had uh, an unfortunate encounter with Harvey Weinstein. Um, Incredibly unfortunate. Well, I think the public story is that he made advances and obviously there are rumors that it was worse than that. Apparently, you know, Harvey ran Miramax, which is where most of the interesting movies in that time were being like, it was just a a funnel for really interesting films. And I think they made plan B, you know, like obviously he and Gwyneth broke up, but I think in the back of his mind, he was always looking for a plan B to keep him out of the Miramax universe, but still make interesting movies. So that's my supposition. I've, it's, that's only based on nothing. Okay. It's my theory. 
He didn't stay out of that loop. I have some strong feelings I know. about this. He... This may be a trashy tidbit. Yeah. Anyway, so in January 2004, last episode of Friends gets taped, and it's time to make some changes. February 2004, Aniston does an interview with The Guardian and discusses her thoughts on having kids with yeah. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time. It's time. You know, I think you can work with a baby. I think you can work pregnant. I think you can do all of it. I'm truly looking forward to slowing down. She also discussed her and Pitt's plan to spend more time together in the future. She said after he finished filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith, she (laughs) planned on traveling with him to his filming of Ocean's 12. Aw, I love love both of those movies. (laughs) But hey, they have stuff to do, so let's make some more movies, and she does Rumor Has It, and when that wraps, Jen takes part in a film called Derailed with Clive Owen over in London, leaving Brad at home Hmm. to finish Mr. and Mrs. Smith Smith. with his co-star Angelina Angelina Jolie, Jolie. and this is May of 2004 in Mm -hmm. the countdown, countdown to the end of our fairy tale begins. Yep. In January 2005, Brad and Jen have announced their separation. This is the fucking classiest statement ever it is we would like to announce that after seven years together we have decided to formally separate for those who follow these sorts of things we would like to explain that our separation is not the result of any of the speculation reported by the tabloid media this decision is the result of much thoughtful consideration we happily remain committed in caring friends with great love and admiration for one another By the fall of that year, Jennifer says, we exited this relationship as beautifully as we entered it. She is. Yeah. Grace on fire. Yeah. Love her. But, I mean, he's he's been lying to her the whole time. So, So in October of 2005, the divorce was finalized with the cause uh, being cited on the divorce papers of irreconcilable differences, which I think spelled a number, another way, spells Angelina. After four years of marriage. Well, it's just, that's the no fault grounds. It just means nobody has to prove that the other person did. You know, it's the no fault grounds. Think I heard you say Angelina. Sure. <laughs> so after four years of marriage, uh, they their continuing settlement takes about four months. So February 2006, the couple has agreed on a divorce settlement. They divide their properties and assets Aniston gets sole ownership of their 29 million Beverly Hills mansion, which if I'm not mistaken, I saw something it's back on the market for 49 mil. Saw that too. Yeah. Aniston maintains a minor stakeholder in the plan B entertainment, which they started. Pitt will take over the business believed at that time in 2006 to be worth about 50 million. It's worth a lot more now. A lot more now. So things progress for everyone. I'm going to let you talk about Brad's progression. I'm just going to leave that over on your side of the table. Jennifer I... does remarry again, Justin Thoreau in Love 2015. Him. Love him. Jennifer's mom sadly passes away in May of 2016. And old Brad reaches out to offer some sympathy, which is a very kind thing. I'm sorry to hear about your moms. It is. And he also apologizes for the way it all ended. They haven't really been in contact from what I can gather. And at this point, they kind of break that wall. Right. I'm sorry for uh, treating you like last week's garbage. And he I, said some shitty shit over the he years. He said some shitty shit. And Jen, by all accounts, says, hey, thanks for the apology. We're cool. And they become kind of text buddies. This is a rumor anyway, as they're reconnecting. Slightly. 
in small ways, but at least they're friendly again. In February of 2018, Jennifer and Justin announced that they are splitting. Yeah. And again, the classiest of ways. Mm-hmm. This decision was mutual and lovingly made. At the end of last year, we are two best friends who have decided to part ways as a couple, but look forward to continuing our cherished friendship. Above all, we are determined to maintain the deep respect and love that we have for one another. Yeah. And so, again, though, back to New York being kind of an edgy scene and L.A. being kind Mm -hmm. of a light and kind of fakey scene. Justin Thoreau loves New York City and he just... Oh, really? He didn't fit in. They weren't. She loves her mansion in Bel Air or whatever it is. And I mean, I think she loves New York too, but yeah, they just, at the end of the day, it living lives on two different. Yeah. Living together wasn't going to work out for him. And so, okay. Well, there's also another source that has told us weekly that Justin found all the love notes that Brad had written to Jennifer that she had saved, which I mean, Aquarius peeps are sentimental about mementos. So I can see that. I have a trunk with a bunch of shit in it that I haven't looked at in 25 years, but if you came across it, you may have some questions. Anyway, December 18, in an interview with Elle, Jennifer Aniston speaks about both of her marriages. I don't feel the void. I really don't. My marriages, they've been very successful in my personal opinion. And when they came to an end, it was a choice that was made because we chose to be happy. And sometimes happiness didn't exist within that arrangement anymore. Like, she's so solid and yeah, so Yeah, that is a very, just a very rational way to... So good. And I don't even, it's not that it's unsentimental, you know? Like, it, no, it, it's, really it is sentimental. It's true, deep, fond feelings, but it just wasn't working. We both like the hell out of her. Let's just own that. Multiple soulmates. So mm-hmm. in February of this year, happy birthday, Jen. Jen celebrated her 50th birthday at the super lit party. Ellen's there, going to Paltrow's there, like everybody is partying, having a marvelous time. And who the fuck shows up? Brad Pitt, which by all accounts, he's not gate crashing. He was invited. I was going to say, like, no. I don't, he's no, not he going to, super invited, he's not going to crash. Her super party. invited. Thanks for coming. Like sure. she calls him the next day and says, Hey, thanks for coming. It's all very friendly, low key, chill. Okay. So sources claim because this starts ev- Oh, sure. both single. Oh, sure. And- Tongues a wagon. Mm-hmm. Well, plus, I think there's a lot of the public that still, that feels like he really screwed up leaving her and can't really see them getting back together. Not all of the public. Sure. Sources claim Pitt and Aniston are not about to reconcile. They're just friends. They're two people who shared a life together and have a mutual respect. Another source says they are never getting back together. It's never going to happen. They broke up. They did it. Because they had serious issues. They're not stupid. (laughs) They remember why it didn't work. Cool. Okay. So if you're not Jennifer Aniston, you don't need to listen to this next part. Because this is a special message from me to you. Okay. Oh, you're just right to Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, right to Jennifer Aniston. Who I'm sure sure is a big... totally listening. I'm sure she has plenty of time to listen to our podcast in her not at all busy life. (laughs) This is a message of encouragement to Jennifer Aniston. If you're not her, skip ahead. You don't need to hear it. Special message for me to you, friend. You broke up for a reason. And hey, things might have changed. He's apologized, and that's cool. And I can imagine he is still really good in bed. And he's single, and you're single. And y'all can go ahead and have some hot sex. Get it, girl. No one's going to blame you. But hey, your net worth is $200 fucking million. And you need no one, least of all a man, especially one lacking the 
what did you call it post-divorce? The sensitivity gene? Nah, girl, you're way too good for that. You are loaded with dignity and grace and poise, and you're making your own rules and living by them. And your friends positively glow about you and your awesomeness and kindness and authenticity. And did you just hear us talk about you for the last 40 minutes and you don't need no Brad Pitt? Think you know this, but if you have a moment of self-doubt, and all the feelings are happening, and Courtney Cox is not around, I'll be there for you, Jennifer, because you're there for me too. Thanks for being a kick-ass role model to every first wife everywhere and shining through with this attitude and vibe of being one with the universe and making your impact and kicking ass 100%. Team Jen, now and forever and always. Call me, Jen. I got you. Let's just... It's my trashy divorce of Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. Jennifer Aniston, goddess of the universe, and Brad Pitt, who isn't worthy to lick her shoe. Although I'm certain he's a fine man. (laughs) Let's take a break, and we'll come back with the further adventures of one William Bradley Pitt and his second wife and now second ex-wife, one Angelina Jolie. Team Jen. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Stacy, mm-hmm. you have a trashy divorce for us today. <laughs> Relatedly. Relatedly, that, uh, I don't know, you have some feelings about by the time you got done with it. I did. I had almost none going in. I have always liked both Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie as actors. I've always, as mentioned, liked sure. uh, Jen Addison. Like, sure, but you didn't really have a team. No. You weren't as strongly committed team Jen as me. I thought the whole team thing was a little... Kind of stupid? A little dumb. Although, How do you feel now? Well, I did read somewhere along the line that the um, Team Jen versus Team Angelina, like the Team Jen t-shirts were outselling. Oh, for sure. Angelina's yeah. by like 58 times or something. And now I've decided that that was appropriate. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't wait mm-hmm. to hear how your mind got changed. Sure. Well, let's talk a Proceed. little. Proceed. 
let's give some background since I, you did a great job with um, Jennifer Aniston's background. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm just going to, I think everybody's pretty well aware of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. So just a little, some high level. Angelina Jolie was born in Los Angeles in 1975. The daughter of actors John Voight, a trash bag, and Marceline Bertrand. Okay. Now I can um, validate the fact that John Voight is a trash bag. Yes, they separated when Angelina was a year old because mm. of his trash bagginess, mm. specifically his adultery. And Angelina and her brother, James Haven, spent part of their childhood in Palisades, New York. The one that she made out with? So they say they did not make out at the 2000 Oscars, but rather it was an unfortunate camera click. You know what? We all saw that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Seems like Angelina never fit in as an adolescent in L.A. She attended Beverly Hills High School briefly. Okay. She left. Because she was not one of the rich kids, and the rich kids were kind of mean to her. Mm. So she ultimately graduated from Moreno High School, an alternative school, at the age of 16. Oh, wow. By then, she was pretty goth. She briefly took at-home embalming courses and planned to become a funeral director. Oh, my God, she's a murderino. And to our good friend Carol, this is what your last born might want to look into <laughs> as 12th grade dawns. I love all of this, okay? It gets not great, but... That whole thing, that was my peer group in high school. So there we are. Okay. Angelina had a lot of mental health struggles as a young adult and has talked about drug use, especially heroin, self-harm, depression, suicidal ideation. And she had a nervous breakdown at 24 that sent her to UCLA Medical Center's psych ward for 72 hours. Oh, wow. The Wikipedia page does not say that that was involuntary, but that 72-hour it's a number. very specific time frame. Yeah, so not sure. Anyway. Well, she... This sounds like, in a, by all accounts, a pretty traumatic sort of childhood. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, dad, yeah, they were estranged for like six and a half years. She and her brother both were estranged from him for quite a while. They So they both went to court and had Voight removed as their last names. They both adopted their middle names as their last names. Oh, wow. Okay. She was Angelina Jolie Voight. He was James Haven Voight. He's now James Haven. She is now Angelina Jolie. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Because That's fascinating. Hated, hated their, their father. fucking father. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here are just like a few highlights of her early career just to get caught up. Early films include 1996's Foxfire, 1998's Gia, and the movie Playing by Heart, which is a way underappreciated film that I strongly recommend. It's got Jon Stewart and Gillian Anderson, and like it's Sean Connery's in it. Like it is a really good film. See, I'd forgotten all about Gia. That was a really good movie. She did I, great in that. Yeah, that's just, and Foxfire too. Like she, okay, talented actress, talented actress. The Bone Collector, Girl Interrupted, and oh, wow. in two thousand and one, Tomb Raider. Yeah, which I think is that's when she became an action star, like a sexy action star. Before she met Brad Pitt, she was married to Johnny Lee Miller, an English actor, for okay. three or four years in the late 90s. Then, famously, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, yeah. A couple of years. Ended in 2003. Was it his blood around her neck? Vi- Viola Blood yeah, necklace yeah, yeah. and all okay. that. Pretty sure. Pretty sure that was him. All coming back to me now. I did not deep dive into her relationship with Billy Bob, but I'm pretty... The Viola Blood... They, they both. They had the others. That's what I remember the 90s were a strange time, friends. They if you really were, were. If you were not there, we really, once again, we cannot tell you how weird. Uh, All right. The 90s look like romper room compared to today. The it's, 90s were a great place to, weird, but great. Sure. Okay. You're not wrong. 
All right. William Bradley Pitt. Oh, Brad. Was born in Shawnee, Oklahoma in 1963. I assume to a cattle ranching dynasty. <laughs> no, that's not true. And his family... <laughs> <Pitt> cattle farm. <laughs> his family... The Dust Bowl chased them out. No. His family moved to uh, <laughs> Springfield, Missouri. Missouri. Missouri when he was young. He was, I don't know, like elementary school age, okay. I think. Graduates high school there, headed to the University of Missouri, where he majored in stage coaching. No. He, uh, <laughs> he studied journalism and advertising. But, you know, as graduation approached, he was just like, I want to be an actor. So he dropped out of college two weeks before graduation and moved to L.A. What? Yep. You don't even finish? Mm-mm. Two weeks. Two weeks, dude. It must have been I. It must have been his way of being like, I'm not going to fall back on this degree. Right? <sighs> I mean, like, I get it, but all two or weeks, nothing. dude. Oh, I, yeah. That's, a, That's the only thing I could think of. That is of. a short-term sacrifice I for a... I am not going to fall back on this degree. Okay, well, that's confidence in your... Surfer boy looks. I guess you're going to be elected. Stalling a future sexiest man alive in a few years. Can you but... imagine though if Brad Pitt had gone into marketing? Do you know how successful he would be? <laughs> right. I'm the top real estate agent in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're lost, St. Louis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Brad Pitt's early work was largely in television, gradually built up his film resume. His breakout role was probably as a supporting actor in Thelma and Louise. Ah, oh, Thelma. He was great. Yep. Had some a, eye candy. Had a sex scene with Gina Davis that was uh, widely noticed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this, his Is next... Is 90, 1990? Am I remembering um, that right? Do you have it? It doesn't it matter. It might be 91. Okay. Because I think A River Runs Through, it came out in 92. Okay. And then in 94, he was in an interview with a vampire, which... Oh, yeah. Um, you know, at this point, like, he's... He's famous. Like, he's he's in all caps. Which still know. to this day is the best An instance actor. of song in film with sympathy for the devil yeah. at the end of that movie. Yeah. It's just it's an amazing piece of music and cinema. Go yeah. ahead. So researching this made me realize that I'd really like to rewatch 12 Monkeys and Fight Club, both of which I loved back in no. the day, but I don't know if they've really held up now that I'm lumbering through my 40s. So anywho. So it is that we come to the year of our Lord, 2004. Mm-hmm. When one Brad Pitt was cast opposite one Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. in the suburban spy comedy Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. That was a good movie. And I was utterly unsurprised to learn that the people on the screen had ended up falling in love. It was, I mean, the chemistry in that movie was like A plus tip top. Like, yes, of course that was happening. Obviously, not great if you're team Jen. Not great. Or Not just great if you're Jen. I mean, and it kind of sucks if you're Brad and your marriage is now blown up, but uh, there it is. So the movie was released in June of 2005, but as you noted, a lot of things had happened Oh yeah. in between the filming and the release. For instance, in January 2005, they released that statement that you so lovingly read about their thoughtful consideration and that the breakup was not the result of any of the speculation reported by the tabloid media. Well, except that in April, <laughs> paparazzi snapped photos of Brad and Angelina vacationing in Kenya with yeah. Angelina's son Maddox. Perfect. Kind of hard to pretend that what's just happening good friends. 
isn't happening at this point. And unfortunately, there are whispers circulated that Jen put her career ahead of starting a family. Brad. Not true. So what was poor Brad, the wannabe dad to do, but move on with a woman who was clearly committed to becoming a mom? Yeah, that's a spin machine that's just wrong. It. We will come to a point where we ask ourselves whether Angelina's people put that story out. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I've got many of Jennifer's friends in interviews saying that Jen would never compromise a relationship for her career. No, she... Like, they are 100% anti that story. Yeah, yeah, she told Vanity Fair in late 05, I think, that she had intended for 05 to be the year she had a baby with Brad. Like, yeah, no, that she was, was, yeah, interviewed, like, that yep, was the it's plan. time, we're going to mm-hmm. have some babies, and it's going to be great. Yeah, so anyway, that was, like, a hurtful and sexist story that got circulated, yep. and... Given what's to come later, it would not surprise me if it originated with with Team Angelina. Ooh, I can't wait. Tell me. <laughs> to make it official, the Brad and Angelina thing, because all of this is done in the eye of the press. Like These are really famous people. They are beautiful, rich, famous people. In June of 05, Brad, Angelina, and weirdly this like gaggle of young like white children, like five years old, posed for this weird 1960s chic photo spread for W Magazine. It's entitled Domestic Bliss, and it presents the couple as they might have been in the 60s suburban California domesticity thing, and she's in all of these, like, beautiful flowing things, and he's in, I don't know, I don't even know this, like, the bowling-type shirt kind of things. Sure. And with no, that's hat, creepy. And with all these fake kids. Tumblr with all these fake kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, really strange, just very playing, playing in the yard, having dinner. Very strange, and I'm sure very hurtful for Jennifer Aniston. Oh, for sure. To watch this bullshit play out. So to be clear, when Brad and Angelina got together, Angelina had just one child, Maddox, okay. who was adopted from Cambodia, where Tomb Raider had been filmed, and then oh. she went as a UN ambassador, ambassador for okay. refugees or whatever. So she kind of fell in love with Cambodia. And she adopted her first child there. There was some shadiness with that adoption. And her quote-unquote adoption facilitator was later convicted of visa fraud and money laundering. Oh. But rich people gonna rich. Rich people gonna rich. And the adoption is considered lawful. She was still with Billy Bob Thornton at the time. Mm. But Billy Bob Thornton did not adopt Maddox. She was solo on the paperwork. I guess they knew that their relationship was... Not going to work out long term. Mm-hmm. In July of 2005, so again, she and Brad, early months of their budding relationship, she adopts Zahara from Ethiopia, mistakenly believing that she was an AIDS orphan, which turned out not to be the case. Brad went with her to pick Zahara up from the orphanage. Huh? And then Brad was like, I'm going to adopt both of your kids. And she was like, awesome, and goes to court. And gets their names legally changed to Jolie Dash Pitt. But they're not married. They're not married. Oh. They're not married forever. Which is fine. Totally fine. Parenting's a big deal. A it's nice weird. to have a co parent. Well, and Angelina at some point in all of this like says parenting is much more of a commitment than marriage. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like so they're kinda that's kinda where they are with it. You know, that's all fine and good. In May of oh six Angelina gives birth to their third child, Shiloh. For the next few years, when questions around marriage crop up, 
The couple insists they will marry just as soon as everybody else who wants to get married can. Which, say what you will, is not an uncool posture vis-a-vis gay marriage rights in the mid-aughts. Yeah, sure. 2007. She adopts Pax from Vietnam. He becomes Pax Jolie Pitt, child number four in their growing family. And about a year later, Angelina announces she's preggers with twins. Knox and Vivian join the world in July 08, and the initial pictures of the babies... They sell for $14 million, the most expensive celebrity pictures ever, because they have started the Jolie Pitt Foundation and want to fund it. So they put that money into their humanitarian foundation. $14 million. Yeah, and Angelina had previously set up the Maddox Jolie program to aid rural communities in Cambodia, most notably with landmine removal. Because oh, that's great. Big conflict zone. Sure. So later this became the Maddox Jolie Pitt Foundation and it continues to do good works in, you know, rural Cambodia, like community building, that kind of thing. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, there's a lot of good in this story and there's a lot of weird in this story. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Late in 08, I guess there were some conversations around the house. Both of them separately make comments to reporters about how Mr. and Mrs. Smith is their favorite film and they can't wait until the kids are old enough to see it because who gets to watch your parents fall in love on screen? And this is where Uh, Jen Aniston is like, that's not really cool. That's so uncool. A couple years later, Brad gives an interview where he talks about life before Angelina. And he says, quote, I wasn't living an interesting life myself. I think that my marriage had something to do with it. Trying to pretend the marriage was something that it wasn't. I Kind of a dick. I, kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. In 2012, word leaks that they've become engaged. They've been doing this weird back and forth thing for a couple of years now about how much pressure their kids are putting on them to get married. And they just can't not get married since their kids are so hot about it. Before they do, though, and this is actually another, like, in the in the plus column for okay. Angelina Jolie, May 2013, she shares with the world that she has had a preventative double mastectomy after her mother battled breast cancer and died very young at 56. Angelina got tested for the... Brock. Bricka. Yeah, the, yeah, the BRCA genes. Mm-hmm. She is positive for BRCA1. Her doctors ran the numbers and like her risk of developing breast cancer, ovarian cancer and uterine cancer were like extremely astronomical high. and breast cancer was top. So she started there, but she ended up having many, many preventative surgeries to cut her cancer risk so that she could raise her kids. Like just anyway, she documented all of this in a New York times op-ed called my medical choice. There's in, some good, there's some very good opinion. pieces. Yeah. Uh, and I read it at the time. And I reread it for this and got to say, like in this era of increasing regulation around women's bodies, I really felt a few things more this time sure. uh, as I read it. So obviously, 100% understand and support her decision, which I think is a perfectly reasonable step given her circumstances. And I applaud her willingness to openly address what must have been a really agonizing personal decision and just it must have brought up grief and all this stuff. But also, you know, rich people gonna rich. Yeah, and like, that's not everybody that has that exactly. ability. And again, this is not on her at all, but it, re- it made me really frustrated, again, with our healthcare system, with insurance companies that will almost certainly not allow 
like just a woman of ordinary means to make the choice that to she go made. and make be able to make that choice right i'm at a high so, yeah yeah that just it no yep. our anger should be appropriately placed on yep. our healthcare system in the u.s yeah but we will link her op-ed in show notes because it is a heck of a piece well worth a read and come tell us your feelings about it in our facebook discussion group brad calls the operations and her decision to talk about them absolutely heroic all right here's what's dumb <laughs> Okay. Because you know there's a dumb part coming. There's always a dumb part coming. All right. So they presumably started This podcast is not called Smart Marriages. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. They marry in August 2014 after 10 years, 9, 10 years That's, together. Yeah, Filming 10, in 04. Yeah. 10 plus a few months. Mm-hmm. So secret wedding at their private chateau slash winery in France. The kids, the kids helped her decorate her Versace dress, blah, blah, blah. And two years later, on September 20, 2016, a day that will live in infamy forever, <laughs> according to tabloids, Angelina files for divorce. What? Two years. Was the point of a 12-year rule? Come on. Why would she do that? Hmm. You probably remember this. There were rumors that Brad had an affair with his co-star in the movie Allied, uh, Marion Cotillard. Okay. Okay. Seems those weren't true. And may have originated with Angelina. Jesus Christ. You know what? Let's let Angie's amazing publicity machine tell us why she filed for divorce, according to TMZ. Yes, let's. Quote, Sources, well, this is TMZ, quote, sources connected with the couple tell us Angelina's decision to file has to do with the way Brad was parenting the children. She was extremely upset with his methods. Our sources say Angelina became fed up with Brad's consumption of weed and possibly alcohol and mixed with what she believes is an anger problem. She felt it became dangerous for the children, which is like, what? Hardcore. That's no Jennifer Aniston statement. No. So the cut explains the dynamic happening here. Okay. Quote, Brad was buried from the start. By filing for divorce on a Monday, Angie left him with few avenues to make his case to the public. The major tabloids, People, Us Weekly, OK, all go to press Monday night. The New York Post reports that none of the tabloids have Brangelina stories for this week. They won't be able to exploit the explosive and popular news story until September 28, when next week's issues start to hit the newsstands. Oh, my God. So she's, like, crippling him and then hitting him basically with a bunch of child abuse allegations. Well, and saying you're a stoner alcoholic who beats kids. Right. Like, that's... Yeah. So according according to Angie... Brad had hit Maddox in the face in a drunken rage aboard their private plane as they flew from Europe to Los Angeles like that Sunday before filing on Monday. I can't validate this to be true. The public rollout of this really indicates there was a lot more planning going yep. on here. But she made a report to L.A. Child Services before she filed. Like Basically, she went to L.A. Child Services, then she went to divorce court. Wow. On Monday. That's the story. Brad adamantly denied getting physical with Angie or any of their kids ever and admitted only to yelling at Maddox during an argument he was having with Angie on the plane. People close to him said Angie wanted to take a job with the United Nations that would require her to leave L.A. So she was going all out to get full custody. So as far as I can tell, I mean, she's had this ambassador with the U.N. High Commissioner for Refugees gig since like 01. And as far as I can tell, that's the only UN job she 
has ever had. Like she's still active. Like she when okay. they do their New York their annual New York confab, whatever. She speaks. She usually speaks on women's issues and like women's empowerment and all that stuff. But anyway, so that didn't happen. I don't know. So, let me ask you, did, do you think Brad saw this coming or is Brad like, it you seems, went to divorce what today? Seems, seems like he totally had his legs cut out from under him. It seems like he had no inkling that this was wow. coming. Her next step was to have sources close to her leak that Brad absolutely, positively, and again, she's gone to the police, basically, family services, saying that he punched their kid in the face. Right? Oh, my God. So, yeah, her next step is to tell the tabloids, like, oh, my gosh, like, Brad Pitt should not be prosecuted for child abuse. And if I find out that the authorities are building a case for that, I'm going to go so silent that they will hear everything. Like, she is going to stick up for her family no matter what. And this is, like, a week later. I mean, what she a- is playing this tabloid thing, and he is like, what the fuck is happening in my life right so now? So it seems like she definitely has plan A to Z, and he is... Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. And he's, okay. and he's got Allied is coming out, global release, big budget movie. Wow. And so, and suddenly like, oh, Brad Pitt's a child abuser. Who's going to go see that? Right. Like all the same because, uh, oh, right. And here's the kicker. They were on a plane when this alleged assault allegedly happened. It could have been in European airspace, could have been in international airspace, could have been in U.S. airspace. But no state has jurisdiction, so the FBI gets involved to figure out. Oh my god! Is it? And so everybody spends hours being interviewed. Bring in the, the G-men. Mm-hmm. Great. So, again, Brad's got this movie coming out in early November 2016. Jolie's lawyers, not Brad Pitt's lawyers, <laughs> Jolie's well-prepared lawyers, announced that a custody agreement has been reached. And that she would retain custody of all six kids, with Brad being allowed therapeutic visits, which is a bullshit way of saying supervised visits with his six children. Basically, seconds later, like the next day, L.A. announces that it did not have enough evidence to sustain any child abuse allegations against Brad Pitt. Oh, wasn't and like, that convenient? The day after that, the no. FBI says the same thing. It is, it is literally, it, like, it's too well planned. It's, it's Cromwellian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, in a roughly two-month period during which Brad had this global release of his big-budget movie, Angie masterfully landed blow after blow via law enforcement, via tabloids, through her unnamed sources, while all he could do was basically cave and give her everything that she wanted because... Unbelievable. What the fuck else? Like... Wow. So once the dust settled, it seemed like most people and, like, tabloid outlets and all that stuff had kind of settled on the view that she had just been meticulous in the rollout of this divorce, just like any other high-profile Hollywood media blitz, and that it was as cutthroat as could be, right? Like, just shocking. So in May of 2017, Brad resurfaces for a spread and interview in GQ style, in which he looked much thinner and discussed giving up drinking and trying to be more in touch with his emotions so he can be a better dad to his kids. Oh, good for him. Mm -hmm. Not to be outdone. No. Angie fronted the September issue of Vanity Fair that year, but the interview was decidedly lacking. She explained that the children had been very brave, but when the reporter asked, like, well, when were they, like, how were they brave? She was like, you know, just brave. They've been brave. What prompted the divorce? And Angie's like, things got bad. Things got difficult. 
Like, oh, you don't have a story because there is no. St- yeah, it's it's weird. So here's the good news for. <laughs> good. I'm glad think, there's some good news. Well, I mean, I I think a lot of parents in a divorce go through. Like we've heard this from people we've talked to. Like, it, you know, in one case, it was a wife who tried to file a child abuse claim against a husband as part of the divorce. And sure. You got shady lawyers and they're like, this is Mm -hmm. the way we need to win. So we're going to do this. And I'm sure it happens in the reverse too. It's crap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it's obviously not always crap, but in this case, the FBI investigated, right? I think, I think we can call it crap. Okay. The good news for people who are in similar situations, which I think are quite common, is that over time, judges have given Brad more time with the kids and essentially threatened to pull physical custody from Angelina if she didn't take affirmative steps to improve their relationship with their father. Oh, because the, she's bad talking him. Possibly. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, and I think she's been very controlling. She would not give Brad, like the older kids have cell, well, actually all the kids now I think are 10 and up. So they've probably all got cell phones. Sure. She wouldn't give Brad their phone numbers. And I guess he probably had the older, like Maddox is 16 or 17 now. Like, he, So he probably had the older kids' numbers. She would read the, she was monitoring their texting, stuff like that. So the judges have told her to back off, but like the posture of the courts in a divorce. And I think this is like, again, a really important thing for parents to keep in mind. If something hugely egregious is said at the outset, that seems like you're going to lose your kids forever. That is not the posture of courts. Courts want both parents, unless there is super strong evidence that you are a danger to your children, like which... Most people are not. (laughs) The courts will work to make sure that both parents get ample time with the kids. Like, and that's kind of what's been happening. I just don't, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. So my psychological insight, because not liking her any better in this story, is that Brad has somehow become the substitute for what she is continuing to try to work out with dad. Maybe so. Like, and he's become... Because, like, by all accounts, I don't think he's a bad guy. Doesn't he's too much of a chill starter guy to be like, I can't, I can't, he's Jack Johnson. You can't see him angry. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, what are you trying to set him up for that you are, you're getting something out of it, but I don't it's, know how much it has to do with Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, interesting. Yeah. Like, at one point, she was, I think, in the UK working on a movie. And she basically had to relocate the family back to Los Angeles because the judge was like, no, their father gets to spend time with them. This is what is best for the children. Like, it isn't about what's best for the parents. It's what's best for the kids. Brad Pitt is not John Voight, honey. I'm just saying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, from the outside, you know, it seems like Brad Pitt is a perfectly decent dad who's really been through the ringer. Yeah. And while he can't get that time back with his kids, according to reports, things have really stabilized between the two of them in recent months. Like they've, they are legally single now. They have not resolved. He's going to keep fighting for joint custody. He's likely to get it too. Sure. In in my non-lawyerly opinion, her demand for sole custody is unreasonable because he's not any, like 
it's just he's going to end up with joint not custody. a threat financially viable like so yeah. goes back to jason hoppy and bethany frankel mm-hmm. she keeps saying i want sole custody and he keeps saying no no i want i just want i want joint custody like i don't want sole custody and the judges keep siding with him even though it sounds like he's kind of a he's psycho a who's he's stalking psycho. the fuck out yeah. of her so i don't think brad pitt is stalking no. her not, it doesn't sound like the yeah. yeah so anyway it seems like things are a lot better for the kids okay i'm super point. glad to hear that mm-hmm. good the divorce is not quite final though seriously I, even now even now okay so in the same way that with with jen like they divorced and then they worked out a settlement months sure. later that's what they've decided that's what okay. he and angelina have decided to do so they're so they're divorced ish they're divorced but yeah they're gonna keep working on cash property she leveled some weird allegation that like he had never paid child support since she left him and he was like dude i loaned you like tens of millions of dollars i mean he loaned her a bunch of money and she's like well a loan isn't child support (laughs) but clearly he's like how many women in the world would die to get 80 dollars of child support from their lousy ex we have friends who never got a penny not a penny Mm mm-hmm Yep. Okay, there's $80 million. Probably everybody has a friend who never got a penny. So, all right, they're working through this bifurcated divorce process. And, you know, gotta say, in working on this story, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to run virus scanners on my computer because I went through so many <laughs> trash websites. But I'm finding myself really sympathetic to Brad Pitt and the children at this point and just really confused about what Angelina thought was going to happen when she went and told family services that, like... Brad Pitt is a child abuser? Brad Pitt is a child... Like, fuck. Yeah. No, she knew it was going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You've lived in the press cycle long enough. She is a calculating cold it's, snake. Yeah, that it's one. just weird. I will say, like, it sounds like Brad is trying to be a good dad, and Angelina is trying to be a good mom, and she's a weirdo, and I didn't know, and... I have much more sympathy to your viewpoint on things, Alicia. I am glad. Team Jen. Team Jen. No, like, it's cool. Like, Angelina Jolie does a lot of good humanitarian stuff. She does. From it sounds like, you know, her background of being kind of bullied and kind of weird. She's probably, hopefully, going to be an okay mom to understand that. Can I share my weirdo theory about her very large number of children? Yeah, tell me. So all of these kids, Shiloh was born in Namibia, and the twins, I want to say were born in France, or but they were born... Anyway, Every kid's been born in a different country. Which yeah. makes them eligible for multiple passports. They okay. can hold multiple citizenship in multiple places. They are international people. They are not American children. Mm-hmm. They are third country children. They're children of the world. I think she's attempting to assemble the Avengers. <laughs> But seriously, her children, her, brand. her children are being raised like Maddox has had a foundation since he was adopted by her. She is raising humanitarians who are going to be vastly rich. Her children are all beautiful. Like all of them are sure. beautiful. They will hopefully, I mean, I, I think her dream is that she's going to launch these six kids out into the world to Avenger style change it for the better which is not a bad dream yeah. it's just it's not a bad dream I look forward to reading the tell-all that one of those kids writes about their crazy fucking mom <laughs> there may be a few anyway um, yeah. all right uh trash cans good god Jennifer Aniston gets 
buckets and buckets of halos. Mm-hmm. As trashy divorces go, I don't know. It <sighs> Don't commit adultery on film for the world to see, dude. Well, and he he did lie. Like he said that and he lie about, like, did not have like and it it's pretty clear that I want to say Courtney Cox, I saw a Courtney Cox quote that like once like once he met Angelina Jolie, like he just checked out of his marriage. Yeah. Like once that movie started, he just wasn't in it anymore. And I, I don't, I don't know what I'd give them. Like they had a great statement at the end, but I think that's her, not him. I'm giving her a crap ton of halos and maybe a three and a half for their divorce. How's that? Yeah. I think it seems high, but I guess there was, no, yeah, there was yeah. like sexist smearing afterwards. Yeah. Three and a half is fine. I'm going to go three and a half with the mm-hmm. whole, he lacked the sensitivity gene. And I can't wait for my kids to see me fall in love with my wife. You're not even married to anymore. Yep. How many do you give Angie and Brad? Um, God, I'm, I don't like her. I feel like this is a fiver. I mean, done. Assuming you don't need to convince me. Yeah, assuming that, assuming that Brad's account of what happened with Maddox is accurate, like boom, that fine. That could be a five done. with some flames. <laughs> Agreed. Fiery five. That's ugly. I mean, if. Seriously, like if she just invented that, that is some ugly shit. I'm going to agree with you on that 100% and hold my tongue. All right. All right. So that's another week of Trashy Divorces. Trashy Divorces. Hey, Jen Aniston, I got you. I'm right here. You just just tag us. She she really does. Feel free anytime. Just reach out. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another week. Uh, Go and keep it trashy but not as trashy as angelina jolie because i don't know if anybody's that trashy god i hate to say it because i really have i've no, never you started with zero opinion yeah i've never no i mean I, like just generally good actress who does a lot of humanitarian stuff and adopts kids like I mean, what's not to love but boy that's a weird story all right hey yeah don't don't be trashy like that be trashy in your own fun way god uh, trashy tidbits on Patreon this week is going to be amazing. All right. All right. See everybody next week. Yeah. Y'all uh, have a good one. All right. Keep kicking ass. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear want to advertise with us reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information and last but not least come play with us on social media i keep most of our trashy divorces instagram hopping stacy and i share it up over on facebook including our trashy divorces podcast discussion group come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening keep it trashy y'all